Welcome to Changing Healthcare, an exploration of people and brands that are disrupting healthcare for the better. I'm so excited to be sitting here today with Dr. Tabitha Parker. She's a naturopathic physician and executive director at the Academy of Integrative Health and Medicine. This is a global association of health professionals and organizations that are dedicated to integrative health and transforming health systems to bring integrative health alongside uh, traditional and complementary health systems. Um, truly a really groundbreaking organization, and I'm really excited to share their story today. Dr. Parker, thanks for sitting with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. I'm really, it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. So I would love to start off by talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, your experience a little bit as a naturopathic physician who's really been on the front lines of immense change uh, regarding the acceptance and advancement of natural medicine. How is your perspective on healthcare, and in particular healthcare in the United States, really evolved over the years as you've been involved in all this? Yeah. So um, I would say that I feel like you know, over the last 20 years, we've really reached a, a more inclusive place where, you know, we're, all of the different types of healthcare aren't necessarily in the main conventional system yet, but there's certainly much more knowledge about integrative health, um, about, you know, what was originally alternative medicine and then became complementary medicine. And now, you know, integrative health is kind of the, the newer um, terminology. But, you know, I'd like to start with a little personal story. When I was in my early 20s, um, I herniated a disc um, snowboarding. And at the time, I didn't know anything about any type of holistic integrative medicine, you know, that was just, I was a young snowboarder kind of living my life and very active in kind of extreme sports and went from being, you know, really rock climbing, mountain bike racing, all these things to being bedridden. Um, and it was extremely difficult. And over the period, a period of three months, um, I kind of got shuffled through the, the conventional system, right? They originally, I got put on opioids and then I had steroid injections and, you know, got to the point of like, well, we're probably gonna have surgery and, but you're really young. I was very young for this type of back surgery that they were suggesting. And within that process, um, someone suggested, and after I ultimately the conventional system said, you know, you are too young, we don't want to operate on you, but we don't really have any other, you know, suggestions for you. And so I went back um, to Steamboat, I was living in Steamboat, Colorado at the time and um, thought, God, what am I going to do? I'm in just as much, if not more pain now, I still, you know, can't do any of the things that I used to do. And I didn't really know, didn't have any tools. Um, to understand what I should do. And someone suggested that I go to see a chiropractor. I'd never been to a chiropractor. I didn't really know what chiropractors did. Um, but this chiropractor in particular, I met with him and he said, you know, I, I work in a team. I work with a personal trainer. I don't just work on my own and this is what we're gonna do. And it was my first experience of a truly integrative approach. I didn't know that at the time, right? But um, 
within that, I worked out three times a week with this trainer, which, you know, I thought, how am I going to do this? I can't barely get out of bed. Um, but I was young and he was super cute. And I thought, okay, I'll figure this out. And, and that meanwhile, helps. That helps, know, right? it was almost three, two to three weeks after working with the two of them and I would work out and then I'd have an appointment and they talk and come up with a treatment plan. I was pain-free. And so I'd spent I mean, all of this money and all of this stress and pain and, you know, as a young person, really not understanding what was going to happen to me. And then like that, I had no pain and I've never had surgery, you know, 30 years later, no surgery. I've maintained, I learned and applied those tools, but the, the, the difficulty of learning about that, like it was so outside of the norm then. And now, right, it's like in every community in the United States, you have access to a lot more integrative providers. You have a lot of traditional or, I'm sorry, um, conventional providers like MDs and nurses that have also studied integrative or holistic medicine. And you have really a coming together of all of those different um professions to say, how do we work together better? How do we break out of our silos um, and really start to rethink healthcare? So we, how can we reimagine healthcare, really reimagine it? And, you know, when I went into, um, I started naturopathic school a few years after my back incident, I, someone kind of, you know, I randomly heard about naturopathic school, of course, like the internet and all those things weren't a part of our world back then. Um, but even through my naturopathic training in those days, it, it was very siloed, right? Like our profession was in our, we had kind of a container that we worked in. The acupuncturists were like in another space. And so that's starting to change. That's really starting to change. You're starting to see um, just in healthcare, in general, um, more voices at the table, more voices really um, trying to co-create solutions for where we are, right? Because we have serious issues in, in this country and in many places around our health. We, we know this. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I feel like it's fair to say that you know, our country in particular, there's been a healthcare crisis that's been going on for a very long time. I mean, I know that uh, the U.S. doesn't stand alone in this regard, but, you know, we seem to have some pretty acute problems in terms of healthcare. Can you talk a little bit about how this challenge really fueled the fire for your organization to sort of bring together holistic and integrative health professionals together under one organization? Yeah, so I think that one of and and this is this is truly one of the biggest challenges that we are going to have to recreate our health system in this country is the challenge that we have that um, there is not buy-in to universal health care in this country. So I've worked, you know, um, within the WHO kind of arena. And, you know, when you go to the annual World Health Assembly and you have every country from around the world that has committed to universal health care, 
And, you know, the general secretariat says, well, everyone except one and everyone laughs and knows that's the United States. Like, this is a big issue. You know, we have the most expensive healthcare with the, some of the worst outcomes. And until we can collectively come together to really confront that, and honestly, until we get more and more organizations um, and clinicians to, and, and also other organizations from outside healthcare, um, we are gonna have a real hard time transforming the system. And that's just, you know, it's like the elephant in the room, Patrick, but um, so many of the problems, it's like when, a, when an aspirin costs, costs $800 in a hospital, like it just doesn't work, right? The economics don't work anymore. And yet there are billions of dollars being made off of healthcare. So, you know, that, that issue has to be addressed. That, that really has to be addressed. Yep. You'll get no argument from me there. And uh, it's such a frustrating discussion, you know, that, that we're having as a society today. And it seems like, you know, with so many people feeling this pain, you know, people that have been bankrupted, um, their lives destroyed just by having an illness or a condition that wasn't necessarily you know, whether or not if it was a part of their lifestyle or a result of that or anything or not is sort of irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. This is a problem that we're all going to face at some time or another. Um, but it seems like, you know, the proliferation of information has almost made it more difficult to have that conversation. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, would you agree with that? I would. I mean, I think too, you know, and this is, I think, some of the work that we all have ahead of us that really envision a public health system, right? And this is talking, really thinking too out of the box around how do you bring public health together with integrative health, with the environmental movement, with consumer organizations, like really think about like, how do we change this? Because right now, you know, in our country, all the power lays with the, pay the payers, the insurers, the pharmaceutical industry and the healthcare system. It's like they're trifecta. So in everyone else, even the actual clinicians, it's like they have no power anymore in the system. You know, the, the doctors themselves, I mean, we, within our own, um, uh, within the, the academy, we have a two-year fellowship training in integrative medicine that lots of conventional MDs take. And, you know, MDs are burnt out. They're burnt out by the system that they can't, there's not enough time allotted to them. They're, you know, just the whole... The whole structure of it needs to change so that we can really put the person at the center of health, right? Right now, the money's at the center. That's just how it is. Unfortunately, it's like that is what is at the center. And so if we can't shift that, we're going to be fighting an uphill battle. And, you know, this is partly where the academy, in thinking about our own challenges within within the integrative functional medicine kind of spaces. Um, we have to figure out a way strategically to come together and have a stronger voice, right? And then start to work together with other organizations. Like, you know, you look at the American Public Health Association, 30,000 members, you know, huge policy um, contingent in Washington. 
You know, you need 30 of those to change what's happening in healthcare and really reimagine, you know, like how could we co-create a, a system that really um, benefits, really benefits the patient and the people of, of our nation. Agree completely. And it seems like AIHM has really played a, a, an amazing role in advancing all of this. And you mentioned before about how even in the, uh, the fun functional medicine and integrative health space, there are still, you know, practitioners that are all sort of locked in their own lanes. You know, you've got chiropractors, you've got um, naturopaths, you've got all these different disciplines. And even within this space where everybody is sort of pushing towards the same goals, it's difficult to bring everyone together. But your organization has shaken that up a little bit and really gotten that conversation going between these different disciplines in healthcare. Can you talk a little bit about how you've done that? Because it couldn't have been easy. So, I mean, it's a work in progress, you know, and I would say that we're on a pathway to doing that, but that really is the goal. It's like, is what, what steps do we have to take to unify and, and, and transform the planet, right? Transform our health. Um, we collectively, you know, the Academy is three different organizations that came together. We've had um, we, originally the American Board of Holistic Medicine and the American Holistic Medicals Association. So these were two, an educational organization and a membership organization that historically were holistic MDs, right? So they represented the MD world. Um, those two organizations merged to form the academy with the vision of really bringing all of the different professions together. But the roots of those two organizations were MDs, right? So you still had the majority of the community um, being an MDDO community. Um, this year, we actually merged with the Academic Collaborative of Integrative Health. So the Academic Collaborative um, represents the five licensed integrative health professions in this country. Um, and all of their academic institutions, their certification bodies, and their testing agencies. And so, again, this is really the first time that the integrative health professions have really come together with the holistic MDs. Um, and that hasn't happened before. You know, it's taken us time to get there. Um, it's taken uh, the movement time to kind of work out, like, how do we all work together? Why do we all work together? You know, what does that look like? Um, but that, you know, those five professions in the United States, um, and so these are professions that have received uh, Department of Education. They're like formally part of the um, higher education here in the United States. They have a professional license like in, license, in, in states. They have a certification process that's formalized. So you're talking about massage therapy, direct entry midwifery, chiropractic medicine, um, Asian and um, acupuncture, Asian medicine, acupuncture, and uh, naturopathic medicine. So, you know, now it's like we have leaders that have been doing this work for 30 plus years. You know, the organization now collectively has over 75 years of doing this work. And now we're really putting all of those 
visionaries together to say, how do we get to the next place? You know, how do we really and invite more people in, invite more voices? You know, we're all, all of the work that's happening um, is absolutely needed, right? There's so much to be done, but we need to strategize more. Um, and, you know, this, we, we're actually, we've been co-sponsoring the Second World Summit on um, traditional and complementary medicine towards integrative medicine, um, which is a collaborative effort with um, the Peruvian government and um, the Brazilian Consortium of Integrative Health and Medicine, um, the uh, Pan American Health Organization, and many other institutions. And it's actually happening today. It's been a six-day event. And um, there's been more than 180 speakers from 30 plus countries, all kind of saying this, like, look, we've gotten here, look how far we've gotten globally. It's really incredible the amount of research and um, work, the amount of movement that we've made. But now is really the time to, to come together more strategically so that we can have real effect on um, changing the, the healthcare system. Quite an incredible journey. I mean, just to think about like the last 20 years, you know, I mean, it, it just sounds like so much has happened in this space. Um, and, and also, you brought up the educational and academic aspect of this, which I feel is really important, right? Because not only is it important to get all these different professions working together and having these conversations and talking about how to advance integrative health and, and, and the role it plays, you know, it, alongside other approaches to healthcare. Um, exactly. But also the formalized training piece that was so lacking before, which has also sort of helped it gain more legitimacy in over the, you know, previous decades. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what your organization has done to really create and advance that academic practicum? Sure. Um, you know, I think this is where We've made tremendous strides um, in creating pathways for more informal education, um, CME education, and then formalized education. And at the same time, there's still no requirement, say, for nutrition for MDs in this country. There's basic, right, basic information and knowledge about how we care for ourselves that needs to be incorporated into the into the actual conventional curriculum, right, of, of many different health providers so that they, that is just part of what they learn, right? Um, one of the things that we did back in 2015, um, we created a two-year fellowship. So this is a postgraduate fellowship in integrative health and medicine. And again, it's the first fellowship, um, while certainly the the, the majority of clinicians who have taken that fellowship are MDs, right? MDs and DOs. And part of that was because of the work that was done to get a national certification for doctors, right? So when, when now, the prior to 2014, um, there was not a national certification beyond ABIHM, which is what where the, you know, the academy had been training um, through their predecessor organization, the American Board of Integrative uh, 
um, holistic medicine clinicians for decades, but the goal had been to really have a high level. Um, you know, there's two medical bodies within the United States, um, ABMS and ABPS that um, give specialty credentials to MDs. So if you go to an MD who's a gynecologist or a family, you know, family practice doc or a cardiologist that's board certified, those come through two pathways. Um, and so in 2014, um, ABMS decided that they were going, APBS, sorry, let me say that again. Um, in 2014, APBS decided to create a specialization, a board certified specialization for integrative medicine, right? And so that was very significant. And lots of leaders from the integrative medicine um, kind of movement and fields worked together to make that happen, right? So you had folks from the University of Arizona, you had um, our founder, Mimi Guaneri, uh, Tirona Lodog, Scott Shannon, there were a group of Doc saying, this is the next step. You know, if we're going to be recognized in the United States, then that formal recognition is, is important. What we decided to do though, is to create that program for all providers, not just MDs and DOs. And, and the, the reason for that is to really co-train us together. And these are, this is a postgraduate program. So we've got chiropractors and naturopathic doctors and um, medical doctors and nurses and PAs and, you know, all of these different providers saying, look, if you want to learn this information and then apply it to your area, your specialty, um, then let's do that. Because the more people who really learn, like, what does it mean to put the patient at the center and look at them holistically? right? Not just silo out, okay, you're, you're the diabetic patient and you're the, you know, you're the hypertension case. Like it all actually is part of, you know, the, your, your whole mind, body, spirit, community, and planet. All of those aspects of us are contributing to our health or our disease in today's world. So that's really where, you know, we feel that we need to create pathways of education that is that are interprofessional and that really um, creates a way for clinicians to learn together, to learn from each other, and then to go back and provide better care to their patients. Absolutely. You also mentioned environmental issues impacted as well. And something that really sort of stood out to me about AIHM's mission is climate is a part of that as well. And you don't see that too often, the discussion of integrative health or health in general in the context of climate change. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? How did that become an important part of your mission? Yeah, sure. You really have to step back and talk about the approach, right? So when you are trained in holistic methodologies and you're really saying, okay, we have to look at what are the factors that are influencing this person in front of me, right? What are the factors from 
a physical perspective. Okay, I smoke, I do this, I do that, right? And these are affect me, but what about my mental health? How's my relationship, right? All of those things like, am I in a, in a stressful relationship with my partner? Am I you know, stressed out all the time mentally? Cause that's gonna impact our health, right? So you're looking at all of those areas. Um, we know for a fact that you know our communities, right? If you're living in a community situation where your community is stressed, where your community doesn't have access to healthy water, or healthy food, or all of those things are part of that, right? And in the planet, I mean, we are on a planet right now that if we don't change the way that we treat that sacred, you know, it, this is our home, right? We are destroying the planet. We are creating, um, there are just so many problems right now with the way we live on this planet. And if we don't address those things, we know that we will not have health in the future, right? Our children will not have healthy lives. They will have to deal with the effects of climate change in a way that we never imagined if we don't right now start paying attention to that. And, and for our clinicians, you know, I mean, you look at the United States, some of the climate um, crises we've had just this year alone, you know, the fires in California, there, there's been so many examples of this. We're actually um, a member of the Medical Society's Consortium of Climate and Health in the United States, which has brought together, I think there's now more than 70 medical societies that have joined on saying the same thing. Like we have to make this a priority. Otherwise like the health, like that's gonna become what we have to deal with. It will all be acute response to climate effects that our community are facing. Um, right now we still see that more when, when something like the fires happen, right? And then you have people dealing with all of the acute effects and long-term effects of that. But, you know, that's gonna just increase more and more. And I think that for our, the visionaries that have been a part of building AIHM, you know, the connection to the planet and the environment have, has always been there. You know, environmental medicine is all about that connection, right? And um, our food supply, I mean, you look at our, our food supply and the diminishment of nutrients in food because the soil is dead now. I mean, mm -hmm. so you can eat the same amount of fruits and vegetables and you're actually not getting the same amount of vitamins. And, and so how do we deal with these things, right? Um, so there's this integral connection between our earth, our planet and our health, right? It's like all of our food comes from that yep. body, right? If we're not caring for the planet, we are going to suffer health effects from that. And so we're really, I mean, every year, our annual conference, um, which is actually coming up uh, this October, uh, 29th, 30th and 31st in, um, we'll be having a virtual, and in-person event, hybrid event. But the, the theme of that conference since 2015 is people, planet, purpose, right? So we always think about like, you know, the people, the planet and the purpose, like what is our purpose? Why are we coming all together, right? We wanna reimagine healthcare. We want people to join the movement and then transform the world. Like truly, like 
let's do this together. And then you have to look at it from a, from a people, individual level, right? Your local level, you have to look at it on a planetary level. You know, if not, you're going to miss a huge part of what we need to focus on. Such a broad vision. And it's, fantastic the work that that your organization is doing in this space and i'm really really glad that you brought up nutrient depletion i was totally going to ask you about that because we hear about this quite a bit from some of the other practitioners that we interviewed that even just on the most basic level you know beyond just the wildfires and the floods and stuff that you know the food that we're growing even if you have a pretty good diet you aren't getting the same nutrition um, that you might expect that you are just by eating the right foods, um, just because of, like you said, that the, you know, the soil is, is depleted in some areas. And, you know, I mean, you think about too, I mean, there's so many um, issues around food, right. And, and, the, and what, what we need to change. And this is where I believe that the next phase right? The next 10, 20 years is really going to be about pulling down the silos between industries. Even it's like, why isn't the food industry? You've got some incredible geniuses in the food industry, like the restaurant industry. And those areas that are looking at this, they're looking at food, they're, they're looking and talking about organic and healthy eating and all of these things, because they make you healthy, right? Not just like, McDonald's and like that was kind of like the 80s of like let's get as much quick fast food out there and, and and that's shifting right so how do we start partnering as holistic clinicians with other industries that are also looking at this from their perspective you know how do you partner with like the restaurant movement in the United States with the environmental movement? Like how do you start bringing together leaders from all different areas to say, how do we change this? You know, how do we really change this? I mean, organic, the organic story is a great story about how consumers drove change. You know, the fact that like, you know, you look at 20, 30 years ago, you know, when I went, I went to UC Boulder and there was like one, tiny co-op that, you know, had like three aisles of like natural products. And now you've got whole foods and, and, you know, you've got, then like you moved into things like whole foods, right? Now in Safeway and other major, like every major supermarket in San Diego has an organic section and a giant one. So how did that happen? Right. It's like, that was driven by consumers. So I think that this is where also really thinking about like, how do we start driving that change together more? Yeah. And uh, maybe it'll come from consumers just placing those That's demands. Right. Yep. That's right. That's right. How you buy is so important. Really thinking about that. You know, where do you, where you put your money is a reflection of your values and if it isn't, you should start making it a reflection of your values, even if it's not convenient. You know, it's like that's that's a piece of I think our challenge is is we've become a culture of convenience. It's super nice, you know. You can order something on Amazon and it's there the next day, or if you're lucky, the same day. Like that, there's an enticement to that where you start to forget about. But what about you know? How do we make better? decisions and drive that change with how we use our 
power through purchase. Yeah. Wow. You know? That that's a whole other discussion. I would love to unpack that sometime. That's really fantastic. Uh, and I, I, I do want to say too, though, I mean, this hasn't come up yet, but I, I think that the other area that, you know, we all need to really um, think about and, and think about how this is going to become part of the change is really around equity um, in healthcare, in, in everything we do. I mean, you know, it's been 13 months since George, George Floyd was murdered mm-hmm. and the planet watched that, right? And it, it forced so many individuals and institutions and organizations to say, what do we need to do to change, right? Changes doesn't happen. Like you have to consciously decide let's do something different. Let's like look at ourselves, right? And so the integrative health kind of community is no different than any other community where like that has not been a focus collectively, right? It hasn't, and, and that is an area because until all people, right? If you really want healthcare for all, if you want everyone to be able to fulfill their most brilliant potential, right? you have to be able to have everyone have access and have have an equal chance at that. And right now we don't have that. You know, we don't have that in, in, in integrative health. There are lots of organizations really paying attention to this. And this has become very important to, to the academy, um, to our board of directors and to um, our community about how we also help to lead that. Because that's a part of, that holistic mm-hmm. picture, right? You can't yeah. kind of forget about that um, challenge or you're just gonna leave out so many people. That's an important point. Um, you know, the the lack of equity and access to care. In the discussions that you've had internally about this, what do you see as the vital first step that needs to really happen to get us there? Um, I think there's a whole there's a whole series of things that need to happen, but one of them is actual representation. So when you look at, you know, I, I did this, went and looked at the majority of integrative health um, profession, professional organizations, institutions, schools, all of it, right? It's white dominated and it has been. So like, you have to change that. You can't actually speak for a population you have to and 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 the the um the deliberate and en- putting energy into deliberately saying like wow how why and how have we left out you know black clinicians people of color in our leadership why 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 have we done that there's definitely lots of leaders out there and so you have to self reflect and i think that's the first step i mean one of the first things that we did is we created a, a BIPOC community um, task force um, that was really driven by um, the BIPOC members within our own community. Um, and they made recommendations to the board, um, which then created a standing BIPOC committee. Um, and we're looking at every area of what we do, our educational offerings, our curriculum, our membership, like how do we transform our organization to truly be inclusive? 
Yeah. Um, and that doesn't happen overnight, right? That it's like a commitment. You have to make a commitment to that and then be looking at everything you do um, and really be paying attention to that. And, you know, we've, we've called on other organizations to do that. Um, and we've seen lots of organizations within the integrative health space also say, wow, we need to pay attention to this. You know, we, we can't ignore this anymore. Yep. Um, and that's been a great thing. I feel like that's the other, when you think about like, what's going to change in the next 10 years, you know, what are the opportunities? It's like the opportunities to truly have representation from not only all the professions, but then all of the communities within those professions and all the communities that get served by those professions. You know, it, you look at ind indigenous health in this country, it's also very separated from everything else, right? So how do we reach out to those indigenous health communities and leaders and say, we need you at this table. We mm -hmm. need you to actually be here, right? And we're gonna create pathways for you to do that so that you're included, your peoples are included. Like we've got to do that. You know, we can't just say we're holistic and it, and then not truly be holistic. Right. Exactly. I mean, you can, you can put it all out there for everybody. Right. But unless all these, you know, you have a diversity of voices at the table, yeah. then it's, it's really just, just talk at that point. Right. Exactly. So I feel like that is some, there's some deep work happening within the academy and within many different other organizations in the integrated functional kind of space. Um, and that's exciting. I, I, I think, you know, what will come of, a, of that is yet to, to be seen, right? Like, but I think it's going to really create some openings and some um, innovation that we just don't even realize yet. Mm -hmm. So I also wanted to ask you, if I were an MD, an experienced MD with decades of patient care and, you know, just practicing conventional medicine and a lot of my patients are starting to ask, do you also take a more functional approach? Do you, uh, do you also do integrative health? And I'm looking at AITM, if I'm looking at the academy and considering one of your programs, but I'm still very skeptical. What would you say to that person? So I would say, first of all, come and experience the community because that's a piece of this too, right? Our medicine has been kind of removed from heart, right? That, that heart piece is like, why are we all here, right? Like truly, why are we here? And like that unifying principle of bringing us all because that skepticism is about division, right? It's about us and them. And I have knowledge that is real and you have knowledge that's not real. It's not, it, it's about division. So I would invite that person to come and experience the community and learn in a way where they can also have an experience that's a heart experience and not just a head experience. Yeah. Um, and, and I would also encourage, um, you know, that MD to, to, True, just like any other area. I mean, there's so much research in integrative health globally. I mean, it's beyond, you know, you hear, oh, there's not research. That is just not the case anymore, right? 
there is absolutely robust research. So get trained in that, right? Like anything else, like if you were a surgeon, you were going to learn a new technique, you would actually get trained in that, right? So if you want to be able to answer questions to your patients, that's beyond, oh, those things aren't tested. So then your patient's going to go and figure out on the internet what they want to figure out because we all have access to information, right? That's that's one of the differences now between 20 years ago. It's like anyone with no degree can get so much information now. So if you want to really be a value to your patients, you've got to learn what, what is. The body of knowledge has changed, right? Just because the system of conventional medicine hasn't caught up yet doesn't mean it's not there. So I'd say educate yourself, really, you know? Mm -hmm. You just said there really sort of brought me back to the beginning of this discussion when you were talking about how a lot of MDs out there are burnt out because like the, the state of our healthcare system, the money centered universe that they're all in right now. I mean, they're feeling that burnout because they've, they're losing that connection with the patient and this might be a way for them to rediscover that connection. So I would also say um, part of the beauty of the fellowship program in particular is that it's about rediscovering that connection to yourself. And this is where, you know, we have created a society that in many cases requires that disconnection. And that is partly what is making us sick, right? And so the fellowship isn't just about learning didactic information and, and research and, and about integrative health and medicine. It's about actually learning those self-care practices on yourself, experiencing them, and then realizing, oh my God, like we've had so many people whose lives have changed after the program because they've had to go, yeah, I'm really not living in my truth, right? I'm living in a system or choosing to do something because that's what I've been doing, but like it changes you, right, as well. Um, and so it, it really is, it's way more than just, than just learning science. It's like, it's the art and science, right? It's the combination of those things. Um, the science of, of health and the science of love at the same time. It's like, how does all of that impact you? It's true. Yeah. I mean, it's not just a job, right? I mean, everybody's looking for personal fulfillment. You know, this is a way to access that. And like you said, reconnect with yourself. This is really, really great stuff, Dr. Parker. Thank you so much. Um, how can people learn more about you and what AIHM does? Yeah. So um, I invite you to, um, you can connect with us on our website, www.aihm.org, um, or on all of the social media kind of spaces. We, um, our, our tag is AIHM Global. So you can connect with us on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all at AIHM Global. Um, and I really invite you to attend a conference, come and meet our community, either in person or virtually. This year is going to be phenomenal. We have um, just an incredible lineup of both clinicians and inspirational speakers. And we're going to be leading our community through a discussion on how do we really bring together the global community. 
Um, so it's going to be interactive and it's going to be um, just really, really exciting. So. And when is that? Uh, that is October 29th, 30th and 31st in San Diego, California, um, or online if you choose to attend virtually. So what was the name of the conference again, just so everybody gets this? Yeah, um, the AIHM People Planet Purpose Conference this year is um, Transforming Consciousness and Creating Global Unity in Integrative Health and Medicine. And it will be um, October 29th, 30th, and 31st in uh, San Diego, California, and virtually. Fantastic. I know a lot of people that are going to be super interested in this. So thank you so much for joining us today. I really, really appreciate it. You're welcome, Patrick. And thank you for all you do for our community. You bet. Changing Healthcare is a production of Creative Side Marketing. Are you struggling to get trackable ROI from your website content? Trying to boost the number of quality leads for your sales team and provide an amazing customer experience? At Creative Side Marketing, we work with healthcare brands who believe in what's possible and help them disrupt for the better. Let us help you grow using inbound marketing and customer experience solutions. Visit us at creativesidemarketing.com to learn more.